whatever really happened to dudes calling each other best friends? Dave and John grew up in the 80s in New Jersey, and they did everything together. They were the quintessential best friends until they became teenagers and Dave moved away. Fast forward to today, and these two 40-somethings reconnected and decided to not only be besties again, but to put on a podcast and share their reunion with anyone who will listen. Welcome to Fat, Dumb, and Happy. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Fat, Dumb, and Happy. I am one of your hosts, Dave Tamander. I got my bro host here. Let's make a deal, John. John Deal, how are you doing tonight? What's up, everybody? Woohoo! Yes, I am uh, super hyped for tonight's episode. I got to pick. Thank you, John, for letting me pick this time. Being super nostalgic and also being super immature, I chose... 80s cartoons and it's gonna be awesome we're gonna talk about saturday mornings we're gonna talk about after school this is gonna be a, a lot of fun hopefully we can get it all in a single episode but you know listeners if you feel like we missed something write us your five-star review and tell us what we missed and uh we can maybe bring it back for another episode so just to remind everyone of the format of the show it's called fat dumb and happy so in the fat part we're gonna eat something and talk about it and the uh, dumb part of the show is that we're going to learn some things. We've got some facts, some things we're going to share. And the happy part is we're going to laugh. We like to have a good time and uh, we like to laugh. So hopefully you'll be laughing with us. We'd like to always have a special guest expert on the show. And so today's special guest expert has four additional years of 80s cartoons expertise on me. And I was born in January of 1980. So I'm like, I'm pure 80s. But those first four years, I don't really remember. So we brought in a special guest expert, my bro, Ben Tamander. How you doing tonight, Ben? Hey, thanks for welcoming me here. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Ben knows his cartoon. Right off the bat, uh, we're going to get to the fat part, my favorite part of the show, where we get to eat because I'm fat and I like it. Really, I have this rhetorical question. Were you really an 80s kid watching Saturday morning cartoons if you weren't also eating sugary, bad for you, cold cereal? And the answer is no. Like if you were this kid and you were eating, I don't know, oatmeal or English muffins or something like that, congratulations, you were an adult already, okay? If you were watching those cartoons without eating, then you're not American. So I hate to be the one to tell you this, but really your childhood was a lie if you fall into one of those two categories. So we're going to talk about the cold cereals that we ate back in the day. We each brought a bowl. We're looking forward to it. I don't know. Did you guys eat like multiple bowls? Do you remember doing that at all? Yeah. In fact, I already started mine. So <laughs> if it's good enough, that was the thing. If there's enough sugar in it, I might have a second, but uh, depended. I usually always pour myself just a little bit extra milk so that I have enough to facilitate another bowl. And then yes. by the time I finish Smart, the man. second, but then, then, then when there's no more milk left or cereal left in that one, my milk is usually done as well. So my ratio is perfect. Did you mix like cereals or did they have to be the same? Was that a problem? <laughs> Yeah, John's so, got this fat part down. I do. I do. I'm a pro. I was never <laughs> a mixture pro, of cereal. I could never do that. That just didn't taste right to me like that. I understand. You know, here was my thing. The cartoon part of it was so important to me. And back then in the 80s, you know, there was no pausing. You had to run during commercials. And even the commercials I liked back then, you know, the toys. And we'll talk about the cold cereal commercials that we would see with all their cartoon characters, too. And so I think I stuck to just one bowl. I'd be willing to bet that my parents found like 
you know those bowls that we put popcorn in because there's so much yeah. popcorn, you put them in those bigger bowls. I feel <laughs> oh, like, yeah, dude. like on Saturday mornings, my parents, my parents would just find like bowls of this leftover cereal <laughs> just sitting there, but not like regular cereal bowls, like the big bowls. Yeah, yeah, mixing bowls. Yep, with like wooden spoons. Like yep. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Ladle. Yeah. So, yeah, ladle. <laughs> Just ladling it in your mouth. Uh, so here's here's a, here's what I picked. I chose Fruity Pebbles. And here's the thing, man. We did not get name brand cereals growing up, right, Ben? We got the, the no-name brand. I think mom wanted to be somewhat healthy, you know, sort of. So we got stuff like Life and Raisin Bran and, and even Grape Nuts. But... I don't know if she knew or not, but man, I had full access to the sugar, white sugar, brown sugar. And either way, those quote unquote healthy cereals were definitely no longer healthy. In fact, they were probably worse than than the sugar cereals after I got to them. I chose Fruity Pebbles today. Actually, the one that we ate the most, I feel like, was uh, Sugar Smacks. Remember those? The Honey, yeah, honey, the smacks, honey smacks, whatever. Yeah. But really is the, the no-name brand. Yeah. Uh, do you remember what it was called, Ben? Golden puffs or something like that. Yeah, I think so. I think that might have been golden puffs. <laughs> Those yummy golden, golden puffs. I, yeah, I love the I love the fake knockoff names for cereals, man. They're, they're hilarious. But yeah, that and was you guys, like a you guys always had them in the bag too. It was never a box cereal. Oh yeah, no, no, no. There yeah, was we occasional were, we times were. we would get um some name brand kind, you know, like like fruity. I think I I think I tried fruity pebbles once, but it was probably because it was like. Past the expiration date and on like clearance or something. <laughs> the clearance side, yep. <laughs> so I don't know if I got like the full experience, you know, as a kid. <laughs> like, man, these name brand cereals are stale, dude. Yeah. So we, uh, the, the other time that we got name brand cereals was uh, if we were going on our road trips, we would get those multi packs of the little cereal boxes, the individual cereals. And those we would score sometimes some of the good oh, ones. I, I mean, they had. That. Do you remember that, dude? Because, like, but the thing is, they would always have the not-so-good ones in there, too, like cornflakes. And, like, dude, I called the, the tricks or whatever. Like, give it to me. Anyways, so I picked Fruity Pebbles because one of my favorite cartoon cereal commercials was from Fruity Pebbles. I don't know if you guys remember this one, but Barney's always trying to steal Fred Flintstone's cereal. So Barney Rubble from the Flintstones. And there's this commercial where he... He pretends to be a rapper. And I feel like this is so classic, like 80s, maybe early 90s. But still, he, he decides that he's going to be a rapper and distract Fred. And so I'm going to do the commercial for you. So Barney comes in. He's dressed in like this blue, purple, like caveman suit with like a fedora and, and chains and, you know, jewelry and everything. And he's like, I'm the master rapper and I'm here to say I love Fruity Pebbles in a major way. And Fred gets into it. He's like, he loves Fruity Pebbles in a major way. The bedrock yellow, purple, orange, lime, and red. To get the fruity taste, I got to trick Fred. And he does like the scratch on the turntable. But you know how Flintstones, they always have like a dinosaur or a mammoth like doing the menial tasks. He has this like pterodactyl on the turntable and he's like. And so Fred's like, get the fruity taste. He's got to trick Fred. Barney. And he's like chasing after him. And then Barney does his like total dad joke. He's like, well, guess that's a rep or something like that. And he laughs with his Barney laugh. You guys remember how he laughed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I thought about it, dude. He laughs like like Dr. Hebert from The Simpsons, right? And I wonder if that was like inspired yeah. at all. Oh. Anyways. <laughs> so Fruity Pebbles, they're awesome. The the bedrock yellow, purple, orange, lime, red is is delicious. Instant sogginess. Yes. 
so fast. Even though you're the first taste in your mouth is just like pure sugar, <clears throat> but then it's like if you don't eat them quick enough, it's just nothing but soggy, soggy mess. And I just I can't do that. Yeah, you got to eat it directly, like milk, cereal, go. Like otherwise, right. you're right. All right, John, what do you got for us tonight? Okay, so I loved back in the day. I loved the cookie crisp. I mean, who doesn't want to eat chocolate chip cookies for breakfast? I mean, honestly. And so, I remember it was was always like this little, like, I guess it was a dog. But it was like a burglar dog. And he's always trying to get the cookie crisp, and he's getting stopped by the cop all the time. And it was always like, cookie crisp. And so I always like them. That's what I was going to eat today. But, you know, being part of the fat, dumb, and happy part, the fat part, I ate all that cereal this week already. So, man. Come on, John. (laughs) So right now I'm counting down on my second favorite childhood one, which is the Golden Grams. Love me the Golden Grams, which they can get soggy pretty quick too, uh, but they're still delish. Still one of my faves. So Cookie Crisp is like a for sure kid cereal, right? Like like John said, cookies for breakfast, like that totally caters to the kids. They have this funny cartoon commercial, and so I'm sure moms didn't get them or their kids like only because the kids are just nagging them for it, right? I remember the cereal that we ate the most at your house when I slept over there was was Kix, man. And Kix is like the opposite of Cookie Crisp. It's like a total mom cereal. Like moms are like, oh yeah, this is a fun cereal. Like look at how the word Kix is spelled and the color of the box. You know, like I'm trying to think of reasons why they think a kid would like it. And they're totally like, there's no, there's no sugar. There's no like cartoon, you yeah, know, commercial. Nothing. There's no mascot it's or whatever. Like, box yeah. and blue letters. That's it. Wasn't that their tagline, like kid tested mother approved or something like yeah, that? Yeah, exactly was it Kix or was that the peanut butter? I can't remember one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, sorry, I just want to comment on that. No, no, that's, no uh, it's funny because I almost actually grabbed Kix because I know Ben talked about that last week. I love them, man. I don't know why because they really don't taste very good. They're just like they're supposed to be like corn. Oh, kid, yeah, kid tested parent. Now it says kid tested parent approved, but it used to be mother approved. For me. Well, today I didn't. I didn't pick like my favorite or anything like that. I, I, I chose to do Frosted Flakes, honestly, which yeah. is not really my favorite. But it just kind of reminded me of how, like, if we could have the sugar version of a healthy thing, that was that was like a win, you know. And so, like, like the non-sugar version of Frosted Flakes, like Corn Flakes, like I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> why does it even exist? Just I don't know. <laughs> it just it doesn't have much flavor to it, you know. I guess you can use it in other recipes and stuff too. I guess, but um, I don't know. Like same thing with uh, there's a few others that are kind of like that. Where you have you know the the Cheerios versus like the Honey Nut Cheerios or that kind of thing. If there was a way we could get the the like sh- slightly sugared r- version of it, then I was all there. Were you, yeah, dude, for sure. Were you guys big? Did you always add sugar to your cereal or no? Because I could never do that. 100%. Not that I wasn't allowed. It's just that I, didn't, I did not care for additional sugar in my cereal. Oh, I wouldn't add sugar to sugar cereals. But right. if we had anything that was not sugary, I definitely added like yeah. way too much sugar. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, you know how like in science you learn about solubility or whatever. What is the, the term? Like where like a, a solid can like become part of the liquid. Like I always went past that with sugar. Like it was always a sludge. Like I definitely yeah, the sludge did, like, yeah, that grossed me out. 
And I would do brown sugar. I don't know how common that is, but like, especially because uh, we will get grape nuts. I mean, who, who eats grape nuts? Like, seriously. Um, but we had it a lot. And so the only way I could eat it was with brown sugar. And I liked it with brown sugar, actually. But yeah. Yeah, I always thought brown sugar was a was meant to like only for oatmeal like that's the only thing it was ever invented for <clears throat> but my dad always had great nuts at the house i found them so disgusting <laughs> so bad yeah i remember one time going to like a cousin's house and they had um the only option they had was shredded wheat and it wasn't frosted shredded wheat like they only had shredded wheat and then they didn't have they wouldn't allow sugar on it and i was like i didn't know what to do i was like <laughs> I, I guess i'm not eating this morning cuz i got to have sugar on this stuff man which is terrible mom you were a great mom it was all me i, I take total uh, credit for that all right let's go down we talked a lot about cereals let's go down real quick and talk about some of the mascots um lucky charms was probably the worst for you cereal and the best character maybe i don't know arguably um who put, I mean, you know, marshmallows and cereal, like, right? It stood the test of time, their little mascot, mm-hmm. the leprechaun. And so if, yep. from a marketing point of view, from I mean, look, we were in the 80s. I don't know when that came out, but Lucky Charms, <clears throat> they're always after me, Lucky Charms. But that's always, I mean, you can still, you the commercials still play today. Yeah. And, yeah. and then their advertising skills, they just add new marshmallows. And so it's now probably more marshmallow than it is cereal but uh i mean obviously they did a good job because it's still around it's still one of the most popular cereals there are uh for kids so that's i think true, they man. sell just the marshmallows by themselves now like they you do. can just you can buy get them the on marshmallows on five pound bags i've looked that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> but you're right the marketing for really all these all these cereals were were like insane as far as how hard they push stuff and getting catchy tunes and and things like that. There's a few stinkers, I think, that didn't fall so good. But overall, I'd say, yeah, Lucky Charms was probably a top tier as far as commercial-wise. Yeah, yeah. So John did a quick version of it, but we need to each do our own. They're always after me, Lucky Charms. with As, as best or as terrible as we can do it, I want to hear it. So who wants to go first? John, me go, go first? first. All right, John, let's hear it. All right, so look, mine isn't really from the – from the cereal, mine is more because uh, I can never get it out of my head because I find it so funny. It was from Austin yeah. Powers when totally. one of Austin Powers' uh, henchmen was, you know, he's always trying to get after, and, and he's like, "Yes, he's my my assassin, Patty," and he's like, um, "You know, he leaves a little keepsake after each one of his kills," and then he and then everybody, he's, <laughs> yeah. like, he's like, "Yeah, they're always after me, Lucky Charms," and 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 everybody starts snickering, and he's like, "What?" What does everybody always laugh when I say that? And then, and then um, Frau Fabissima was like, it's a television commercial. All the little <laughs> kitties trying to get the Lucky Charms, the little leprechaun. It was just, for, for me, that was just, that's what I always take back for some reason. So thank you, Austin Powers. Well, sorry, nice. John. So now you've awesome. ruined it for us. I'm not, that's the only thought I'm going to have in my head this whole time and not remember the actual version. <laughs> <laughs> no, I couldn't even remember myself. I was like... <laughs> All right, Dave, I want to hear your version, so that'll get it back in my head again. All right. I, you know what? I Honestly, I'm not sure if this is even the real Lucky, but this is how I always do it. But they're always after me, Lucky Charms. I like to throw an extra, like, in it. For some reason, it feels even more like some flavor. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll give it a shot. I don't know if I can. <laughs> it's going to be really bad. All right. They're always after my, me, Lucky Charms. <laughs> That's awesome. 
<laughs> very good. Yeah. Very good. All right. So then next I'd like up, to we formally got... apologize to all my Irish ancestors for that. <clears throat> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know what well, though, Lucky Charms. I wonder if the is... actor actually that who did the voice is he actually Irish or is he just is this another fake thing? Any anyway, I doubt it. In the eighties, I I kind of doubt it. Honestly, it's sad. There were but, caricatures, uh, yeah. right? Everything was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything was a caricature. Yeah, for sure. All right, um, we talked about it for a minute, but Fruity Pebbles and Coke Bubbles, um, the Flintstones, they did well as a as a cartoon in general, but whoever thought to to make these serials. They locked in for the long run as far as uh, making money, man, because these are not going away. Um, John made a good point that they do go soggy quick, but if you eat them quickly, they're they're delicious. Um, Cocoa Pebbles, the milk afterwards is so good. Even the Fruity Pebbles milk afterwards, it's got that like kind of fruity taste that I like. So I don't know. It's pretty good stuff. But just uh, I was just thinking how, yeah, their marketing expanded to these even like vitamins and stuff nowadays. Like that's... Like that's what I remember for now, even by like the, that's the Flintstones. True. Oh, vitamins. that's true, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the Cocoa Pebbles, the Pebbles brand. They got. Oh wait, I just realized. Wasn't one of the kids named Pebbles? Yeah, yep. the daughter. Right. I just yep. realized that. Forty-two years into life, there we go. That was my yeah, life, John's, life lesson for today. John's tapping but, into uh, his childhood. Yeah, yeah. Could All those cartoon memories um, are coming back now, man. Yeah, I feel like they even have more than that, don't they? Don't they have like special versions? Like I know they do a Christmas version of of Fruity Pebbles. <clears throat> we got it other might, ones too. Right? I think they might just like change the box up. I don't think they changed the cereal up. I don't know. Do you guys remember? I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. I find those disgusting. I don't know. Captain yeah. Crunch does. I don't know if you guys can see this. We got Halloween Crunch. Oh, nice! It's like a Captain Crunch that like the. Uh, some of the shapes are ghosts and they turn the milk green. It's really weird because the ghosts themselves um, just look like they start getting moldy. There's just like a little bit of green on them and it's, it's not super great, but they, uh, so, they tricked us into buying it. So uh, fruit loops, uh, toucan Sam, that's like all I remember Sam. was that he was, I mean, like, you know how they were after lucky charms to get his cereal and like tricks. We'll talk about in a minute. Like the rabbit was always trying to get it to, was Toucan Sam, like, was there any challenge between him and the kids, or was that just, like, a mascot and that was it? Do you remember? I feel like, and, 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 and I don't know, someone correct me if you remember differently, but the way I thought I remembered it was he would, like, I don't know, smell it or something off in the distance and go, like, fly to it, and there was, like, yeah. obstacles in the way, like, things that would try to, like, smash him or hurt him in some ways uh, and stuff like that. Yeah. And somehow you get through this, like, obstacle course of stuff to try to get to it. Right. That's how I remember it too, Ben. And I don't think I don't remember there being a like super good catchphrase or anything like that. It's not good enough to stand the test of time. But yeah, I can't remember that yeah. either. No, that's true. I do remember that now that you say that. Yeah. And it made me think about Cocoa Puffs. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I mean he was a cuckoo bird, I guess, right? And um my son, he's he's seven. He still says that because I say it all the time. Like somebody's crazy, they're cuckoo for cocoa puffs. So I'm pretty proud of that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> speaking of Cocoa Puffs, there was Cocoa Puffs, uh, Cocoa Pebbles, and Cocoa Rice Krispies, or what was it? Cocoa Krispies? I Cocoa forget. Krispies, right. Yeah, I yeah. guess so. Do you guys know which one had the better chocolate milk afterwards? We might have to do like a eating contest on that. I mean, basically, I'm, I wanted to eat more food. But we'll have to do that in another episode, maybe. But do you guys know? Probably it was the Cocoa Pebbles, I think. 
That uh, does sound right. I remember. I feel like it was Cocoa Pebbles and then Cocoa Puffs. No, Cocoa Krispies and, and then Puffs. That's the order I would put it in, but I don't I think, think you're I right. It. I think you're right because Cocoa Pebbles, you know, they were like these uh, flat like things. And so there was like more, I don't know, maybe more surface area of that chocolate that could get into the milk. Now I'm trying to like be scientific, but I don't even know what I'm talking about. Wasn't Cocoa Pebbles basically Rice Krispies with flavor, you know? No, that was Cocoa yeah. Krispies. The pebbles, like the fruity pebbles or the cocoa pebbles, are basically like rice krispies with flavoring. That's kind of, like they're like me. flat, yeah, but they're like flat. Like the co- okay. the the krispies are like little beads or something almost, right? Like rice. They look like yeah, rice. like rice. Yeah, yeah. No, hence rice like krispies a little bit. <laughs> Whoa, mind blown! Mind blown. <laughs> mind blown. <laughs> I thought they were made in Rice, Indiana. I didn't realize that was. I don't know. Good luck on your editing, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Rice Krispies. I just want to say this real quick. Rice Krispies. If there weren't Cocoa Krispies or Rice Krispie treats, they would no longer exist. Like plain Rice Krispies. You guys ever eat that? It's like wet. It's like liquid tapioca. Crispy like it air. Just, it makes the milk. Yeah, it makes the milk lumpy. That's all it does. It's so gross. Yeah, it's like it's gross. Yeah. I mean, like I'll eat them, but like, like I just made my family. We never had, we never grew up on rice krispie treats. We grew up on peanut butter rice krispie treats. So instead of marshmallow, we mm. eat peanut butter. I just made those on. Oh. I, I just made those on Sunday, and they were Take delicious. It to the next level, there, man. Peanut yeah. butter krispies. I have yeah. never heard of that, dude. Thanks for having you know letting me have some at your house. I appreciate that, John. I'll tell you what. The next time I come over, I'll bring some with me. Dude, bring those peanut butter crispies for sure. That sounds good. That's a lie. I'll make you get the stuff and we'll make them there. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> I feel like we should teach your daughters how to make them. Sounds good. All right. Uh, you know, we talked Frosted Flakes. There was Tony the Tiger. What a great name for, uh, you know, Tiger, just the alliteration. And I feel like Tony's a good New Jersey name, you know, just like kind of Italian. Yeah. And, uh, and Tony the Tiger, he was the, the also the voice of the singer for the old Grinch cartoon. I don't know if you remember that. That's crazy. I know, right? Mr. Grinch. Exactly. Exactly. And this, those commercials, it feels like Frosted Flakes always tried to push like activity. Like, you're going to eat these Frosted Flakes, and then you're going to go play soccer, which to me, I, I never really. I'm like, no, it's not. You know, quite lying to us, Tony. <laughs> Kind of be like gonna eat your frosted Wheaties. flakes and watch cartoons. They're like sugared Wheaties. Yeah. That's what they're yeah. gonna be. Um Captain Crunch had all the different flavors. Dude, I love peanut butter crunch. Um they they're pretty smart. They're those are gonna be around forever. The crunch berries, the oops all berries. Oh yeah. and the, the commercials were pretty good too, man. I love the cartoons. You know what's really crazy though about all this is you know how much time we spent looking at the back of these cereal boxes? Yeah, like with all dude. the stuff they had on them. Yeah, the puzzles and the mazes and stuff. A little word search and yeah, things like that. And Not then, during uh, the cartoons, but in any other day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're stuck at the table with your cereal and your box. Like, of course, you're going to stare at that thing. I don't know. I wonder how many people like spilled their cereal trying to like look at the upside down answers. You know how they have that? <laughs> trying to figure <laughs> out the answer it, before it goes. It turned out like better off did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All the coupons cut out and it's pouring everywhere. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so funny. Well, and yeah, even when there was like a no name or no name brand cereal or some some other non kid cereal kind of thing, like 
you couldn't help but like stare at it just like read the ingredients or something you know like yeah, just, you need to do something <laughs> yeah it's like your wake up oh. in the morning thing yeah <laughs> one other cartoon one that we had that i never ate i was always wanting to were the the like halloween character ones there's frankenberry booberry count chocula and when i googled this the other day i guess there was fruit brute i have never heard of this but it's like some kind of bigfoot type uh fruity cereal monster that was in the mix have you guys uh, even heard of that does that sound familiar it's I don't remember vaguely familiar but i can't picture it at all i'm gonna have to look it yeah. up that's yeah. funny man Yeah, look it up yep there are popular shows and movies that were made into cereals like mr t um there was a uh bill and ted's excellent cereal they made that um there was urkel o's which we're getting out of cartoons now we're getting into shows and movies but still talking cold cereals man there was there was a there was a lot out there if you google them it's pretty funny so dave do you know mr t cereal did that come before or after the cartoon show let I'm me, not positive. Me, uh, can... Like I, I lean towards the cartoon first, but I, I just not sure, man, because that was old. When did Mr. T cereal come out? Yeah, 1984. Okay, when did Mr. T cartoon come out? 1983, dude. Cartoon cereal. Oh man. So how long the did the show last? <laughs> was it like two seasons? <laughs> two seasons? No, three. 83 to 85. So 83, okay. 84, and 85. I don't remember watching it. You remember watching it? I do a little bit. Just yeah. a couple episodes, really. Not it, There was other better stuff out there. All right. Last thing on the eating, like the food portion of our of our podcast tonight. Um, you know, we talked about all the cold cereals and we talked about their commercial like counterparts or whatever. The last thing that I wanted to bring up that was so interesting and such a big thing, a phenomena in the 80s were California raisins. Do you guys remember this? They were like claymation characters to sell raisins. And they got huge, man. They had um, all kinds of merchandise. Uh, they even had a cartoon that lasted like 13 episodes. They even had a Nintendo game that was going to come out, but it got canceled, I guess. But uh, a whole movie, there was like all this stuff around these uh, these claymation raisins. And, and really, like, I thought, California Raisins, I thought they were the ones that came up with the song I heard it through the grapevine. Like, I didn't know that that was an actual song before the California Raisins. So, it's kind of funny. Because they yeah. always danced to that, right? Didn't they dance to that in their little commercials and yeah. stuff? Yeah, exactly. So, wait, that wasn't them that sang that song? No, dude, there was a song that came out before them. I'll, let me Google who sang it. Yeah. I'm like, that's not, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was weird because they weren't even that cool. Like they weren't particularly no. funny or cool. They just, I think they used some like relatively new animation, you know, or kind of, oh no, it was claymation, right? Wasn't it? That's not new. Claymation. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it wasn't like, that was the only claymation thing around at that time. I mean, you go back further to, you know, what was it? Gumby or whatever, like really old stuff, but yeah. But yeah. I mean, even it was, I guess, fairly good quality for claymation back in that day. But other yeah. than that, like, I didn't get what was the appeal. Like, why was it so big? I never got that. I don't know either, but I did get into it. And I really think you're right that, like, it brought claymation to the next level. So that was kind of fun. But, yeah. Um, so I Heard It Through the Grapevine is a song written by Norman Whitfield and Barrett Strong for Motown Records in 1966. It was produced by Whitfield for Gladys Knight and the Pips was released as a single in 1967 
Yeah, you say all that, but I still don't believe it. It's fine. And it was the California Raisins. Yeah, I just made that whole thing up. I didn't read that. That was, uh, yeah. <laughs> it was made famous by Marvin Gaye in a single release in 1968. But it was made more famous by the California Raisins in 1988. So, How, how do you think Marvin Gaye felt about that? That song becoming more popular through Raisins than him. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. No, I'm with you. It's like the uh, Under Pressure by Queen. I remember that came on once in the early 90s, and I was like, oh, I love Vanilla Ice. This is so good. And it's totally, you know, my cousin, my old, like older cousin, like smacked me in the face, I think. It's like, this is Queen. How dare you? Yeah. Anyways. All yeah, right. So sure. that's enough of the fat part. Even though I, I want to eat more cereal. I might eat more cereal. I might just mute myself and keep munching. But uh, Yeah, go ahead and have another bowl, Dave. Uh, let's talk a little bit about, so like for me, growing up, you know, I get out of school. On a Friday, you know, obviously the Friday was all about TGIF, and we're going to talk about that in a different episode. But then you have the sleepovers, and you go into Saturday morning, you get your cereal, and you're ready to watch cartoons. So you sit down, and you're like, oh, my gosh, your whole day is planned until, like, 1 o'clock. It's fantastic, right? And we got nothing to do except the things you're supposed to be doing that you don't do. And um, so let's talk about some of these cartoons, you know. If you guys remember any that you know we forgot, feel free to let us know or chime in or whatever. Um, obviously, we'd love to hear from you guys too. I said five star review, and then you can tell us yeah what you think. Yeah, we only we only listen <laughs> to provide five stars. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, if I miss anything, just let me know. Uh, but we broke them down into categories. So you know, we talked about some of the some of the boy cartoons, I guess you could say. So there was uh, Thundercats. Oh yeah, Hello. dude. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so there's the Thundercats. Those were always good, man. I loved the Thundercats. I really did. And then, yeah, obviously the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Heck yeah. Heck yeah, man. That was probably one of my favorites under the boy cartoons. Uh, X Men was always good. You had the real Ghostbusters. What was y'all's favorite under the boy cartoons, you think? Oh, I don't know, man. They're so. They're... They were also good. I think maybe Thundercats. So that was like, especially like the intros, um, like they just, you know, get you all pumped and stuff, the music and everything. <laughs> I remember Dave like jumping off the couches and stuff and bouncing around. And, and you know, like that was one where we would like go outside and find a stick and play around like we were, you know, like we were those guys or something. Exactly, dude. Yep. The Twins, yeah, they... Lionel, yeah. Panthro, Tigra. Dude, it was awesome. Chitara, yeah. I think I had a little crush on Chitara. If you remember her, <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. But I think yeah, Thundercats was a blast, man. I really liked Thundercats, and then but I think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was probably my all-time fave under that. And then oh, as yeah. a kid growing up, you're like, oh, here come the girl cartoons, and you kind of zone out <laughs> for a second. But um, yeah. you know, there was the Shira, the My Little Ponies, Jim, the Care Bears was probably about the only one I watched under that category. I do remember a little bit of strawberry shortcake. Um, I don't have much to say on those. I really didn't watch them all that much except for the Care Bears. I, you know, I was a kid. Whatever, I watched. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, did you were the only one with the? Hey, real quick, John, you were the only one with a younger sister. So does that mean you just like dominated the TV or or what? Yeah. Or did you had like watch more than sisters. you're admitting right now? I also had two older sisters and two older brothers. Dominating the TV has never been a choice in my life. Uh, until I had my own place, so 
that was never <laughs> never really an option in my life. That just that reminds me too. Like, do you guys remember you would have to choose because there was other channels that were playing other good cartoons, and you had to pick like the better one. And I think that's how I missed out on um, the real Ghostbusters. Do you remember that one? Like, I feel like that was always competing against one that I just wanted to watch a little bit more. But I also kind of really wanted to watch real Ghostbusters, and it was tough. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Yeah. But now we live in a world of DVR, and that never has to happen again. <laughs> yeah, or YouTube, I guess. Stream it anytime, right? Yeah. 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 All right. And then there were some some just general neutral questions, I guess you can call them. And there was... Um, these were a lot of good ones in here, man. Some of my faves, all-time faves up in here. Uh, yeah, Garfield and Friends. That was always oh, a good dude. one. Yeah. I have to admit, I think I like the Friends more than Garfield. Like, those are the the yeah. like part of the episode that I enjoyed actually more. But remember in the, in the Friends, there was the egg with just two legs, the chicken egg that never hatched. <laughs> yeah. It was just an egg. Do you remember that? <laughs> never and that hatched, crazy rooster. Yeah, no, it never hatched, dude. It was just an egg, and it was like twins with another chick or something like that. It was like, I feel like he was a tough, a tough guy, kind of like Chicken Hawk from the Looney Tunes. It was like him, and then the egg, and I don't remember if the egg talked, but what a hilarious idea, dude! Just like this walking egg. <laughs> uh, and then, kind of off of the topic of Garfield, you had Heathcliff right there too. Both of those had like shows within a show because there was like Garfield and Friends. And they had the farm animal friends. And then Heathcliff had these like these other friends that lived in a junkyard. Do you guys remember that at right. all? The Cadillac cats. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was like our like first introduction like, to gangs, right? It was like our first introduction yes. to gangs. Like <laughs> yeah, there's this gang of other cats or something. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were definitely tougher than Garfield. You know what I mean? Like it was a it was the inner city version of Garfield or something. Heathcliff was voiced by Mel Blank, who also like did all of the Looney Tunes characters, almost oh, really? all of them. Bugs Bunny, yeah, Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, all that stuff. That dude was crazy, man. He could do so many voices, and they were all awesome. All right, so yeah. <laughs> uh, they also, you know, just some of the other ones that were really good. We had the Richie Rich, Alvin and the Chipmunks. I mean, who doesn't love that? They always got their little Christmas episode too. Um, yep. That I always loved. I haven't seen any of the new Alvin and the Chipmunk movies. Have you guys? You got kids? I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not very thrilled about having to see them. They're all right, but like, I, I, I just love the uh, the classic Alvin and the Chipmunks. I don't know about you, Ben. In fact, well, they were like even older than than our childhood, right? Didn't they come out like, yeah? Because there was like Christmas song that was like, I don't know, from the '60s or something. I could Google that, but it was old, right? And then yeah, they came yeah. out with Alvin and the Chipmunks. I had to go back and I listened to the intro. And I was like, holy cow, I forgot about this thing. Do you guys remember how it went, kind of, at all? Like, we're the, the chipmunks. Alvin, Simon, and Yeah, I do remember Yeah, exactly, dude. I played that, and I was like, oh, man, I totally forgot. So it's kind of fun to go back and listen to the intros or watch a part of an episode here or there, because, you know, it's just fun. I think nothing epitomizes Saturday morning cartoons for me more than Looney Tunes. I felt like that oh, yeah. was like if I take it all back and then roll everything into one, I think Looney Tunes was probably the biggest impact on my cartoon watching days as a kid. Yeah. And those things came out forever ago, but they like they made these new uh I feel like they had a couple different versions of like 
Bugs Bunny and Tweety show or something like that. And like yeah. Bugs Bunny and Daffy. And so they'd have this like intro that was new art and then like doing this like thing. But then it went and just played like classic Looney Tunes cartoons. And it was awesome, man. They, they did really well. They, you know, they were uh, sometimes pretty violent or <laughs> kind of crazy that way, but it was funny. What do you think, Ben? Yeah, it wasn't it what like inspired the Itchy and Scratchy show like on The Simpsons. It seemed like like just like two animals just beating each other up all the time. Yeah, dude. I don't know. <laughs> so maybe violent. it was the maybe it was the Tom and Jerry too, because that was sort of that way too. Yeah, great, great uh, cartoons for sure. I feel, and this is something that nobody really talks about very much, but I feel like in Looney Tunes we were introduced to a lot of classical music. Yeah. Like, in their episodes, they'd have a lot of just like you'd be sitting there like busting out some Chopin or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> actually, like, but I felt like it was several times looking back on it that that's where I first heard those things, man. Which is just weird, but funny at the same time. Are um, they like the California Raisins, where you're like, yeah, Looney Tunes made that music? Like, <laughs> you finally realize it wasn't them. <laughs> Who's Mozart? What? No. <laughs> no, it's Bugs Bunny, dude. What are you talking about? I also wonder that if I didn't have loved Looney Tunes as much as I did, would I have liked Space Jam as much as I did? No. Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't a great, great movie, I didn't feel like. It was cool, basketball and cartoons mixed. But, like, yeah, having a Looney Tunes love, like, at least for me, that's what, yeah. that's what made it better. Yeah, I liked... You've the seen the new one? I, no, I'll never watch that because I hate LeBron James. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was pretty good, though, for a movie. But, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, not a big LeBron James guy, but... um. So, yeah, Speaking of crossovers, out. wasn't it like that Hanna Barbera race show? I don't know what it was called, but that was like the ultimate crossover of those old, like old shows like Yogi Bear and stuff like that. And they yeah. had like everything on there. Is that where Marvin the Martian was? Was he on there? No, that was Looney Tunes. That's Looney Tunes. No, yeah, the the Hanna Barbera race had like yeah Yogi Bear and Boo Boo. It had like Ma, Ma, what was it Magilla Gorilla? What, I'm getting it wrong now. Whatever really his name stuff. was. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, was that, that the guy. one that's like, oh, uh, stage left. And the exit's like, exit, stage left. That guy, right? Yes. That was on there? Yeah. Tiger, yep. was that? Yeah. It had the bad guy. Yeah, and it had the bad guy with like the little dog that laughed like, <laughs> you remember <laughs> that guy? And they always, and yeah, they all had different cars. That was, I love that show, man. You get all the cartoons mixed into one. That was awesome. My, uh, my guilty pleasure was, uh, was Muppet Babies. Like, I felt like that should have been maybe geared towards, like, younger kids or girls. But I was like, I love this show. Like, it was fun, funny. It had clips of shows and movies in, like, like real life um, clips in the cartoon, if you guys remember that. Like, even Indiana Jones and stuff like that. It was one of the first places I tried, like, my terrible impressions was Muppet Babies. I remember I could do Animal. I don't know if you remember that, John, at all. I do. I remember. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> the other thing, the one thing I just thought of is just how like Scooby Doo was another one of those shows that lasted like forever. They, I mean, it went through different incarnations, you know, like a pup named yep. Scooby Doo and stuff like that. But like the original came out like super old. They'd have like guest people that were, you know, actors that died before I was born, kind of thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> and and they and it just kept going, and it was really like a very basic storyline that they repeated over and over and over again like you always knew like who was the bad guy you know and and they always had the same themes of like you know scooby being scared and then they give him a scooby snack and now he's brave and he actually does it you know that kind <laughs> yeah, of a thing yeah. 
there's the yep. same like formula over and over again but it was like lasted for decades. it worked it's man crazy man yeah yeah, it's, yeah, I guess it's the, I think it's the idea of like a taste of like a horror type thing for kids and mystery. I think those are the things that like got us in there. Like, oh, can we solve the problem? And like, we're talking monsters, we're talking mummies, you know, ghosts and demons and yeah, mummies and things like that. So it's like, it's a little bit scary and it's also mysterious, but you're right, dude. Like same formula for years and years and years. It was yeah. awesome. It even worked at the end of Wayne's World. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of that, there's so many instances where like movies make references to cartoons or vice right. versa. Like so many cartoons also have little little Easter eggs of movies that I didn't catch as a kid, but like sometimes my kid my kids will be watching it and I'm like, oh, that's what that's about. <laughs> you know? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I think we need to bring up some of these ones that lasted forever. Kind of like that, like Scooby-Doo. Like Smurfs actually was a really long – that was on forever. And that was another one of those where I was like, I don't know, can I like this show? Am I am I allowed to as a boy? <laughs> like is this kind of girly for little kids? But I, I would dig it sometimes. And then they had like a cousin show, it seemed like, um, Snorks. They were like the underwater Smurfs or something. I don't know if you remember that show at all. I do they were like. Didn't they have like one episode where they crossed over, like they met each other or something just once? And that was like the introduction right. to them or something, maybe even. And then they just showed the underwater world of the snorks. And it really was just right. like a, it was, a, I don't know what you call it, like a little copycat almost a little bit, but it's a I mean, it had its own kind of characters and stuff. But I felt like it was just a straight spinoff of it because yeah, it was like, the same company. Yeah, they're animated the same, right? Yeah, yeah. And kind of similarly, there was, you know, Flintstones and Jetsons. Those both lasted a long time and yeah. both had, you know, similar vibes, similar animation. They both had the canned laughter. I loved how, like, they just added the laughter into it. You know, it was so funny. Um, Those were real audiences laughing, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jetsons was animated in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> um <laughs> Just drawing. I don't know. Um, so, yeah. So, then we get into, like, the more obscure cartoons. I call them obscure cartoons because they, they weren't, like, these super well-famous, well-done. Um, and, and we might have people listening that argue that. But that one one that comes to mind that I actually really liked was the Mario Brothers cartoon. Um, the animation was pretty rough. And and the stories were also uh, similarly rough. My my kids actually, we've gotten some from the library, and it's been on Netflix a time or two, and we'll put it on, and just kind of laugh at at the animation. Um, but also, it's you know it has some good stuff in there. And then they also had um, like live portions of Mario and Luigi, like real people acting as them, and like guests host or guests on the show and stuff like that, and. And they were pretty terrible, but kind of funny. It kind of gave like a, a Pee Wee Herman, Pee Wee's Playhouse vibe, I think. And um, yeah, it's a good time. Uh, I feel like they were on Sundays, though, that show. And so I don't, I didn't get to see them very often. We're often at church or something else. But I guess there was a Teen Wolf cartoon, which I'm surprised by. I love the movie and I don't remember the cartoon. So that one was out there. Um, Pole Position was another one that comes up if you like Google 80s cartoons and i'm like pole position i never do you remember that at all ben i don't remember it man yeah and i mean it's not even like a super awesome game but like yeah. they made a cartoon out of it so 
Um, Archie's, I always thought the Archie's comics were kind of like not that funny. Um, and then they made uh, a cartoon out of it. And uh, yeah, it didn't really do well for me, at least. Yeah. Didn't the Archie's cartoons, like mostly we would see them in those uh, Bazooka Joe gums, right? Yeah. A little <laughs> slip of comic. Those things were like hard as a rock. Oh, yeah, dude. You had to chew a while. Like, that's why my, I have like, pretty strong jaw muscles i think because of all the bazooka joe gum that i chewed the didn't those like little comic strips on the gum they were like because they had to be so short they seemed like they were full of like dad jokes or something like that you know like like one comment another comment back and then like the punchline that was you know usually some kind of dad joke they were probably pretty funny yeah Yeah, i felt like they printed weird like because it's such a small thing they would print yeah. weird sometimes and it would be off and it was just all around kind of terrible like four little but it was still sugar four little panels yeah it was still like a form of high fructose corn syrup so i was i was all about it yep um and then there was thunder the barbarian i don't really remember this ben you remember this one dude that was like one of my favorites but the thing is i don't i never knew when it was on it was one of those shows <laughs> that like they had a continuing story and it was dark, you know, like this is a apocalyptic, a post-apocalyptic story with this guy with this like flaming sword, you know, and he, he comes across all these monsters and he had like a like a monster kind of friend, I guess, that was that that wandered around with him and this other this girl too, I think. And the three of them were like trying to find solutions to to I guess some of the problems that came from this like apocalypse or whatever it was. And, and again, I never got to see enough of the episodes to get like the full story. And so it always left me wanting to like, oh, man, I missed that. It got that previous episode because I like I'm missing a piece of the puzzle. But it also kind of made it a little more mysterious to me, like like there was this bigger looming story that I wanted to find out about. Dang, sounds awesome. I guess it came out in like 1980, 1980, 81. I wonder if they replayed it or something. Yeah, I think I might have just seen some of the like reruns. I don't think I saw it when I was, you know, like four years old when it first came out or whatever, you know. And so I think they may have put in like reruns of it here and there. And maybe even the story was out of order when they did the reruns. I don't know. But that might have been part of why I was confused. (laughs) But (laughs) just jumping all over. But the idea of it made me, you know, as a little kid, made me think, man, I'm watching like a big kid cartoon, you know? (laughs) Yeah awesome i mean i don't remember it but like it gives me the vibe of uh dungeons and dragons and there was a cartoon for that do you remember that one at all or no that was another one that had like a continuing story they went like on the roller coaster ride and they were trying to find a way home you know and and so like yeah there were many individual episodes that were not like part of a continuing story they were kind of standalone but but it did sort of like at least have some end goal that they were working towards that made it kind of interesting and i like the characters in that one that's cool and that's true like i didn't really think about the fact that so many in fact most right of the cartoons back then didn't have like a continuing story it was just each episode was just a goofy episode and i mean for the most part it seems like um one that one that was like that that had a, a continuing story i think was legend of the zelda which looked awesome i remember it was funny it would in the Mario Brothers cartoon, they would advertise Legend of Zelda. Like, this is what's coming on next episode of Legend of Zelda. And I would get super pumped for it. But I feel like it was on, like, this weird time slot. Like, it was Fridays or something. Like, one weekday, and I always missed it. 
I don't know why. Do you remember that one at all, Ben? Yeah, I vaguely remember because I think for the for the reason you're saying, I think it was on a weird time. We saw it like periodically, maybe, but hardly ever, you know. Yeah, they had other crazy ones like uh, we mentioned, but there was a Mr. T cartoon, um, Ewoks cartoon, Beetlejuice was actually one that I kind of watched a bit. I feel like that was an after school cartoon um, that was a good time. And then Fat Albert. I actually really kind of like that show. It was pretty funny. Um, the premise was, was funny. Yeah, exactly. The the voice. <laughs> and uh, just the Bill Cosby thing. How I really yeah. thought he was hilarious. The show was great. The I mean, like his, the Cosby show. And then even the, the cartoon, Fat Albert, I really liked. Um, but man, it's kind of hard to think about it now. But what were you going to say, Ben? Both things can be true, David. Yep. <laughs> The weird thing, I think, like, well, there was some characters that were so weird. Like, that one guy had, like, this hat, like, totally over his head or something like that. Yeah, over his eyes. And he would look through his eyes, yeah. And some of the voices were so weird. Like, I don't know. I can't even remember exactly, but they were, like, they didn't almost seem human. Yeah, there was awareness. And, yeah, there was, like, it was really kind of an interesting show. Did he do all the voices in that? It seemed like maybe he might have because he just he had, he was a comedian. He did kind of a lot of that sort of stuff. And I had heard yeah. I don't know if it's true, but I'd heard that that he based the characters off of his of his actual friends, like in real life growing up. Yeah, he had some uh, comic bits, some some stories that he would share about um, his friend, Fat Albert. And I remember there was one about when Fat Albert got a, a, a hernia. And his whole like stomach bulged from lifting up this manhole cover. It was like, and um, actually, it happened to Bill Cosby too. There's a whole, it's a whole pretty funny bit. But um, looks like Bill Cosby did uh, Mushmouth, which I think was the guy that would talk with all the bees. Uh, Obakabi. Do you remember him? Yeah. Like, he would add a bee to like every syllable. That was, uh, that was Bill Cosby. Russell uh, was Bill Cosby's actual little brother. And so, um, he, he was part of that show, which I guess was played by the same female actress as uh, Bucky, which was another character. Anyways, yeah, Fat Albert was a good time. Yep. Who played so, Fat Albert, though? I think Fat Albert falls into the category of Hanna-Barbera. Does it? Because yeah. I'm, I was looking on IMDb, and you know it says, well, if you like this, you like all these. It says more like this, and every single one of them, Superdog, Schoolhouse Rock, George of the Jungle, Super Friends, Josie and the Pussycats, Dudley Do-Right, Fat Albert, they're all Hanna-Barbera, I think. Yeah, yeah. The weird thing is that um, Fat Albert Day was the 70s. Yeah, yeah, but it bled into the 80s for sure. The final episode was 1985, and um, uh, that's why they, okay. did, they did reruns and stuff too. But Fat Albert was played by uh, by Bill Cosby. It's like too. He started off the show in the, like the intro Bill Cosby did, and he's like, stick around, we might learn something. He's like painting a fence or something. I don't know. Do you remember this at all? Ben? Wasn't the theme Wait, song? Like, I'm gonna, sh- you're gonna learn a thing or two yeah. or something like that. Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> yep. So of the basic cable shows, the Smurfs had nine seasons, so 258 episodes. That was like one of the longest running shows. Uh, Ninja Turtles, the original, had eight seasons with 155 episodes. And when I looked this up, I was really surprised to see that like, the, one of the longest ones was the real Ghostbusters. Apparently, they had seven seasons, 140 episodes, and I missed, like, most of them. I don't know what the competing show was, but I always went to that one instead. So, 
Hey, thanks so much for listening to part one of this episode. Stay tuned for more fun in part two.